BBC Introducing Arts. The Making of an Education by Izzy Radford. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you so much for being here tonight. It's not often that people are forced to listen to my problems, apart from my therapist, of course. I'm only joking, I'm only joking. She doesn't listen to me either. Yeah, I know, good one that, but please calm yourselves down. Madam, babes, in the front, please take a deep breath. Calm yourself down. I know it's hard to believe, but it really does only get better from here. So, I live in Surrey. I know, big up the Surrey Massive, etc. More specifically, I live in a small town called Rygate. Now, if New York is the city where no one sleeps, Rygate is the town where literally everyone is constantly sleeping. I mean, someone literally only has to open a packet of crisps and it will probably make it on the front page of the paper. I'll put it out there. I don't think anything's ever happened here. We have one club called Chico's, which, to be honest, makes you want to die. Now, I tend to refer to Rygate as the hometown of the quinoa mums, give you the sort of flavour of what we are about. I feel like the town is about 90% mums, and I don't even know how that's possible. There are quite literally Range Rovers, Ocado deliveries and Zimba classes at every turn. Now, I have consulted with them all, and the quinoa mums are currently on the 4589 diet, which means they can only consume egg yolk, dried kale and a slice of ham at 2pm, and nothing but boiling hot water for the rest of the day. Emma? Have you heard about the new 42589 diet? Oh no, Felicity, I haven't. But all the other quinoa mums are doing it. I thought you'd be the first to know. Bollocks. I can't believe I'm so out of the loop. I do hope M&S is still open. If a yummy mummy were to picture heaven, right, it would be Rygate High Street. I'm telling you. I'm talking Jigsaw, Oliver Bonus, Gerrard's, The Lemon Tree, Mint Velvet, Fat Face, White Stuff, The White Company. In fact, there are nearly as many shops containing the word white in them in Rygate High Street as there are white people living here. Let's just say I can think of more diverse places. But let us not forget that Rygate is, of course, not only quinoa central, but also home to the lads, lads, rugby lads, Seshlihem lads, who I spent many joyful school years alongside. The boys whose part-time jobs are pretending not to be middle class. If Rygate was your son, now bear with me on this one, he would be the sort of child who got into a fist fight by complete mistake. He doesn't really mean any harm, but he's a bit of a wanker. If your child was dating Rygate, you'd know they'd be safe and secure, but you'd probably wished for slightly greater things in a son-in-law. Rygate would go to Durham University, get a 2-1, and become a management consultant. Married, promoted, retired, and finished off with a little bit of golf. And listen, it's not a life to turn your nose up at at all. It's just a bit underwhelming. But please, don't get me wrong, I do not claim at all to be superior to Rygate. Actually... I'm the worst sort of person who lives there, because I'll slag it off for a whole comedy set, but then drive a convertible mint green Fiat 500 home, and there isn't much excusing that. This is how I feel. I feel shit. I'm stuck in my own head. I am my own constant companion, which would be fine if me and myself had more to talk about than the uncertainty of my future. I cannot understand why I hate it, university. Why everyone else seems to be okay. And yet I feel constantly burdened. Burdened is the right word because it feels as though I am being pressed down and down and down until I cannot breathe anymore and at some point I will crack. Yet I cannot pinpoint exactly what it is that I hate. It's so hard to explain and to articulate. Then there are frequent FaceTimes to my friend who tells me that she doesn't recognise me anymore. What's happened and how do we fix this? I don't know is my answer. I don't know what to do anymore. 
The problem with Rygate is it's very small. All you want to do is buy a pint of milk and you end up bumping into every single teacher you've ever had and every person you've ever known. It's awkward. It's even more awkward when you've dropped out of university and everyone seems to know. One time, I was working in a shop and some mum, oh, it's always a mum in Rygate, asked me if I was the one who dropped out of university. I genuinely didn't even know who she was. The nerve, the audacity, the fame. I was the one who dropped out of university. The living legend herself, nation's sweetheart, local heroine, global inspiration. The one who dropped out of university and decided to become a creative. And yes, my parents are very proud. But a weird thing happened where I suddenly found myself the spokesperson for the unconventional. Apparently, I was now the expert in discussing the fact that someone's granddaughter decided to do an art foundation course or someone else's niece didn't go to university either, but instead culinary college. I mean, good for them. Honestly, we love to see it, but I didn't understand how it was really anything to do with me. I felt very different to everyone else. Still do. And not in a, oh, I'm, I'm not like other girls type of way, but in the way that if you put a pair of colourful harem trousers on or drop out of university, it's enough to make you very brave in my town. And I think what surprised people about me doing it is that I had enjoyed and, may I boldly say, excelled at my education. I happened to be in an environment where, if you got to see, heaven forbid, you would be burnt at the metaphorical stake. It was a sort of environment where we naturally had a very dramatic race for head girl entering our last year. There were a great deal of tears. So naturally, when I left uni, I became wasted potential. The sperm that got away, if you will. And everyone seemed to know all about it. Half the time, I feel like asking Bridget, who's just posted about her daughter's wonderful GCSE results on Facebook, is an avid goer of Pilates every Tuesday morning, and has an Instagram account for her border collie Daisy, what exactly I should be doing with my life. She probably already knows. If you leave uni, apparently it's advisable to do it quietly. Especially if you happen to live in Rygate. But no, I left university just like I left my mother's womb, kicking and screaming and letting everyone know in the words of Diana Ross that I was coming out. I know I need to drop out. Everyone thinks it's a hard and difficult decision, and it's hard and difficult to know what I will do next, sure. But as a decision, it's the easiest I have ever made. I want to be living, not just coping. My mum used to say I shouldn't say I dropped out, but instead I just dropped in to something else. Poetic. Mind you, mum says a lot of things like, don't drink full fat coke, you get diabetes, or you're 19 years old, make your own dentist appointment. And firstly, I must say that full fat coke is nicer than diet coke, and anyone who disagrees with that must be on actual coke to think so. And secondly, I think it's just a universal law that young people hate talking on the phone. Speaking of young people, unfortunately I am a Generation Z and therefore it's in my contract that I am shat on by society. Due to the fact that I am nearly six foot of sturdy mass, I am mostly confused for someone much older, a millennial. And in fact people are practically passing out when I mention that I did in fact just miss out on the 90s. But no, I am a Generation Z through and through, which of course means that I am addicted to my phone and a professional vlogger. Supposedly all we Generation Zs do is take selfies the whole time, but I mean seriously, if taking a selfie is all it takes to shame a whole generation, then realistically we were never going to win. And listen, I don't even want to get started on avocados. We are also told that we are the generation who can't stick to anything. 
We must endure things we don't like for longer because the generations before us had it harder than we do. Basically, the worst thing a Generation Z could do is drop out of university after only six weeks. I feel angry. No one understands what I'm going through or what I've gone through since leaving. So why does no one ask how I am? Don't they care about me anymore? Have I been left behind? Everyone knows what happened to me, how my life has been uprooted and forced onto a different path, twisted in a direction I wasn't ready for. Still, no one asks how I am. So I throw myself a pity party. And it's a fun party. Me, cake, balloons, and no one else. I feel trapped. How can I justify my life to other people? And the constant question, oh, so what are you doing at the moment? I recite the usual sequence to mixed reactions. I can't understand why any sort of change paralyzes me. Can we not go back to how it was those easy school days which we took for granted? Will I ever be able to leave home? The thought alone terrifies me. It's funny actually, when people ask you why you hated it, university. They want to hear you didn't like the course, place or people. It becomes a far more awkward encounter when you tell them you just couldn't bear the thought of getting out of bed. I have always been dramatic and I love that. But when you're trying to explain, sis, this ain't it, after only two days at university, then of course, you're just being dramatic. People always ask, what was actually so bad about it? They just want to hear that you didn't like the course, place or people becomes a far more awkward encounter when you tell them you just couldn't bear the thought of getting out of bed. I feel anxious. I feel incapable away from the world of education. All I've ever known is how to rote learn useless facts or write an essay on the theme of justice in King Lear. Suddenly I have been propelled into foreign territory. I want to crawl back under the comfort blanket of things I know, but I must remind myself that nothing will come from that. So I rip the sheet off and throw myself into the unknown. This is how I feel. I feel brave. I'm tackling the world head on for the first time. Dropping out forced me to do things I would never have done. I will always be grateful for the whole stupid thing. I'm constantly learning lessons, but not the sort which teach you how to pass exams, the sort which teach you how to bounce back from failure and rejection, or how to make a cappuccino, how to pull a replen in a clothing store how to walk into a room of strangers and be able to hold your own, how to negotiate a job on your own terms, how to start ballroom dancing amongst a sea of elderly couples, how to share your own story on a stage even if no one laughs, how to get yourself work experience in an important company, how to care for your sick grandmother. All these things I have done, all these things have made me. Do you know what? I'm actually fed up. I'm done. This isn't part of the set. I'm just done with this. This is mad. I'm tired of slagging off Rygate for laughs. Being white and middle class isn't a personality trait or a hardship. And I'm tired of talking about university like it's the only interesting thing about me. Well, maybe it is the only interesting thing about me, but actually, I like to think it's only the start of what I have to say. And I'm tired of pretending I don't like myself for laughs. I like myself a lot, you know. This self-deprecation that's apparently so hilarious means that no one even says how they feel anymore. Everyone acts like I'm some amazing success story because since I've left, I've had some great opportunities. 
Well, I'll tell you this now. If all I had done was worked in a shop for a year and wasn't going back to uni, people would be worried about me or concerned that I was a bit lost. People are idiots with no real sense of personal achievement aside from the ones that they can see. I'm happy. And that's that. So I'm done. Life is ups and downs, but for a while I only felt downs. And now I often feel unbridled joy. And to know that the joy has been created by yourself and your own journey, your own obstacles, your own challenges, and the confidence gained from all of it is the most wonderful of all. We do not love ourselves and then wonder why we are so lonely. This is a call for a self-love revolution. And no, I don't have a very impressive CV. A list of fancy accolades or awards. I certainly do not have a degree. But I do have a new sense of self. I can see the potential. I still often feel uneasy, confused, lost. Sure, growing up is hard. I can see. And do I reminisce and romanticize the past? Of course. The grass is always greener. But most of the time, there is this underlying sense of calm. I can see the potential. It will be okay. I have come full circle. I am ready to start again. That was The Making of an Education by Izzy Radford. The University Dropout was played by Izzy Radford. Music was by Tony Wachaku and Robber, with music composition and sound design by Tony Wachaku. The executive producer was Sue Bowerman. That was a Screen South production for new creatives, supported by Arts Council England and BBC Arts. It was produced by Sue Bowerman for Blanket.